pulled in that in. <laughs> oh, I did not pick it up. Damn it. Mine did. I mean, this is literary bitchcraft episode 20 something. Um, and we're in Slut City. <laughs> I was going to track the audio. Oh. 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 Um, what? <laughs> I was doing what you said oh. that we don't do. Nicole and Saya. One, two, three. Yeah, from the countdown. Uh, the way you pronounce Saya Liter- is so pretty. Literary bitchcraft. One, two, three. Slut city. One, One two, two, three. three. <laughs> <laughs> we are three girls getting a little gay. Yeah. <laughs> Happy Pride Month. Happy Pride. Woo! I don't have like a little. I think you did fine. Go wrong. <laughs> Gay marriage. Go wrong. Since it is Pride Month, you can't be mad at us for missing a couple weeks. We were living. It We've up. been gaying it up. Yeah, quite literally. Oh, because the shirts. They're oh, because the titties. Rainbow. You're like, who were who were we scissoring? <laughs> so did I miss a memo? Yeah, I was like, <laughs> are you guys scissoring people without me? I was like, hold on, hold on. I know I, I started a new job. I she was referencing that we're wearing rainbow. Yeah, yeah. City we're in shirts. rainbows right now. Don't worry, you'll see it. Cha cha, real smooth. I was like, we do most of the catching up next week. I feel like because we ended up filming that one first, so we're yeah. just gonna jump straight into the actual book talk because we're assuming that's what you guys have missed. So we're just gonna discuss. Um, some, some gay fiction that we really like. Some LGBTQ fiction. Uh, we'll just kind of do, like, a round robin. We'll each bounce one off of each other, because if we let Laura go first, the episode will be over <laughs> when she's done speaking. We're gonna popcorn read. All the gay stuff that we've read, like, me and Nicole combined, Laura has read by herself plus some. <laughs> Homegirl yeah. loves her queer lit. So... In our group chat, too, she was like, why do I have so many gay books? <laughs> so many... I was pulling them off my shelf and was like, this one, this one, this one. I was like, I know she only said one book from a series, so, like, let me pick the gayest book of the series. <laughs> <laughs> like, in Darker Shades, I picked the third one. I was like, that's oh, the yeah, gayest super book. Oh, gay. yes. <laughs> super gay. But in Captured Prince, I picked the first one, which it's the least gay. But So you admit it. Oh, stop. <sighs> if I... I'm gonna... <laughs> I'm gonna... <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what to do. Makes me literally go crazy. Wait, what? So you admit it. Oh, yeah. I do admit it. I am yours. No, I'm going to go through that bag that you have, and then if I have a book, I'll just give it back to you so I, I don't feel responsible for any damages. I won't cause, because I won't, but just in case. Oh, you can um pretty much damage any book besides Captured Prince. I don't I'm really not care. damaging any of your books, Laura. I've seen your books. You keep them pristine like mine. You go first. You start. Tell us what's off limits. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. Let's start. Okay. We started the whole book club before we even started the podcast, before any of that. <sighs> we started the whole book club last June, June with Evelyn Hugo. And the reason we did that one was because, one, we were all on book Twitter and we kept seeing it and we we're like, what's the hype? And then Laura was like, it's also Pride Month and I also hear it's gay, right? Yes. We knew it was gay. Yeah. Wait, why I am like, I getting no. emotional? Has it? Re- it's been exactly a year since it's been I started a year. Literary Bitch Book Club. Our original book club club name was um, Anime Titties Book Club. <laughs> shit, that's right. <laughs> that was our original book club because they were just like, oh shit. Somebody said we should have a name, and then I just put Anime Titties Book Club, and nobody ever changed it. Yeah. And then Until it Lit became Bitch. Literary Bitchcraft, and now it's Bella. Where the hell you been, Luca? <laughs> Uh, every day I get on my silly little phone and I type in my silly little Bella and then I <laughs> message the Goyles. You know, for as many screenshots as I've posted with, like, your guys' contact names, no one has ever said anything. Your breast support, Alexis, and Laura, your fellow bosom. I don't think there needs to be contact. It's very obvious. I'm a bra, you're a titty. And I'm the other titty. <laughs> yeah. You're the bra that holds everyone together. Oh, that's... Uh, anyways, continue. What was what was your favorite part oh, yeah, about back Evelyn to books. Hugo? Okay, Every day I get um, on my gay little phone. <laughs> <laughs> um, the Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo by... I can never... Taylor look, Jenkins Reid. Okay, I always get the last names mixed up. Um, oh, it's... Yeah, you got this. Actress, her seven husbands that cover up for her one love that's a woman. What was her name? Celia. Celia. 
St. James. Cecilia St. James. Um, well, I don't know my favorite part. You get Hollywood glamour. You get people in the closet. You get people out of the closet. You get found family. You get found family tropes. Harry. You get other, you get, the thing is, it's also not just a queer book where there's one gay character. You get oh, yeah. a multitude Multiple. of gay characters. You get a multitude of, of complex characters. And uh, you also get like a really fun plot twist that I think nobody ever mentions because there's so much good in this book mm-hmm. that the plot twist you're already so <clears throat> invested. You're so you're already so dead inside also, but also so <laughs> yeah, more alive true. than you've ever been. It's like your emotions are at an all time low and high by the time you get to the twist. So I feel like people kind of like brush over, it, but the twist is really fucking yeah. good. Yeah. yeah, that's a good point. And the twist is so gay too. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, yeah. It's a gay little twist. <laughs> Every day I can get on my gay little phone and tweet my gay little tweets. Um, I feel like my favorite parts of that book weren't even the gay parts. It was Evelyn and Harry and their friendship. Can't relate. The first kiss in the closet is the part that sticks with me the most in the end. Like, oh. okay, there's two makeout scenes and both are technically gay. There's the uh okay, first I lied makeout scene uh-huh. in the closet with Celia uh-huh. where it's like she's gay uh-huh. and then where she's also like ah i'm gay <laughs> and then there's the second makeout scene which i don't know if i want to spoil it i mean if you're listening to this podcast this part and you already know where she's in the car with, with harry. harry and like they're having a gay Aww. little makeup but they're having so much fun like it's two gay people that are just making out for fun and they're having a good time so and it's like the, um the two parts that stick with me the the gay parts uh, when she chips her tooth on the TV. Oh, the TV. Oh, she's so excited for Celia. Why is this book so good? <laughs> and then um, it's the one time they reunite and they're both at the award show and they have sex in the bathroom. And they, like, know they can get caught, but they're both willing to risk My it body like, literally got chills right now. <laughs> they love each other that. so much. Those are the two hearts in my head that are, like, super gay. Stand out to me. I feel like... I should just reread. I should already no, Ugh, Nicole. Please get your thoughts together. I've been wanting to reread this book, and now I think I'm definitely going to because one, it's the book that started it all. Two, it's our Lord and Savior, not V. E. Schwab, Evelyn Hugo, and not Anya Taylor Joy. Um, and three, it's Pride Month. God, we love those triple names. We're such sluts. V. E. Schwab, technically a triple name. Anya Taylor Joy, triple name. Taylor Jenkins Reid, triple name. Nicole Ansaria. Aaron. <laughs> Aaron Taylor Johnson. <laughs> the crypt keeper anyway also i like it because it's unapologetically bisexual main character yeah yes yeah she gets mad when people are like so you're just gay like you're a lesbian she's, she's like, like no like, bitch no that's bi erasure she's like no get it right i'm a whore <laughs> not that all bisexual people are whores but evelyn hugo is a whore and she's proud of it yeah she is like yeah. that's that's another thing that's part of her character Oh, she's so That's nice. Amazing. She's like, yeah, I'll suck dick for a job. And what about it? How else would I have gotten the job? Yeah. I sucked a dick for it. And she, I, I, oh God, there's so much about the whole book that I love. Like, she knows she's not a great actress, but she's a star baby. That's true. Yeah. And she delivers that mm-hmm. star power. Like DiGiorno. <laughs> Except you. not like DiGiorno, but like DiGiorno. I don't know. Don't ask me. Ask Alexis. Ask the person that made up It's Not Delivery, It's DiGiorno. They're saying it's just as good as delivery, but you get it in your home. Maybe if you learned context, <laughs> maybe if you learned analysis skills like I have for maybe my four days. if you were an English major, <laughs> then you would fucking know. But you're not. I know. So I know that we haven't seen each other in a month, but we don't have to get a month of the English major jokes out in one session. <laughs> I could die at any moment you guys would miss me right and you wouldn't say that at my funeral you wouldn't say you that when i die when i would be like um alexis was an english major <laughs> your obituary alexis former english, english major, major daughter God. sister friend i can't wait to graduate <laughs> you say one thing one thing wrong in your life ever is this your villain origin story yeah it might be <laughs> next thing you know i'm a psych major for real there goes our moral compass <laughs> You know what? <laughs> you next. What should I say? What do you have? What little gay books do you have in your pocket? <laughs> One we haven't, I didn't see on the list, but I'm pretty sure we all read was Lovely War by... I did not read that. You guys did. That had gays in it? Julie Berry. That had gays in it? Yeah, one, that one gay boy. Not not everyone was gay. Only one person was gay. And it's, like, not really talked about, but it becomes a big deal. Like, we see him through Hades' eyes. And am I remembering this incorrectly? 
Did I, I make him gay? Being gay? I don't remember there being gay in there. Let me double check. Watch me. I made him gay. I'll go while you check. Okay. Head cannons. Head cannons are accepted here. Um, That's true. So, as much as I want to talk about Achilles first. I knew you guys were going to talk about this one. I want to discuss. And I know, even if you bring it up, I know that we'll, we'll both talk about it. Same <laughs> with Evelyn. Like, but I feel like you might uh, co-opt this one for uh-huh. me. So, I'm going to bring this up first. <laughs> Rules of Magic. <gasps> How could we forget? I yeah, I went through your list and I was like, what do I have that's not in your list? Vincent from Rules of Magic by Alice Hoffman is a is is such a good character. One of the most magical characters I still think I've ever read about. Like all the characters in that book to me like I have now read two Alice Hoffman books. Um I started reading Aquamarine I didn't finish it. You also started reading Magic Lessons. Yes. And both of them just didn't hold a candle. God, Magic Lessons. All three of them, if you include uh, Practical Magic, didn't hold a candle to Rules of Magic. Practical Magic is good. Don't get me wrong. There's a reason it became so big and such a phenomenon, but... Rules of Magic was so good. Yes. And I recommend to anyone who read Practical Magic and is, like, thinking about any other Alice Hoffman books to read, read Rules of Magic. But don't read... Don't have Rules of Magic as your first Alice Hoffman book, because that's what I did. I can't stand magic lessons but maybe it's just because magic lessons well, no, practical good. magic is good practical magic is good it's better than w- how much i got through of magic lessons like mm. practical magic is good <clears throat> aquamarine seems fun for like the age group it's in i i just haven't finished it i want to read it and uh it's just rules of it's so good like from what i've read of her i haven't read all of her work but from what i have read of her it is her best writing that i have read and it's honestly one of the best books i've ever read mm. i do feel like um jet is done a disservice in that book but she's a straighty and it's pride month so that's not what it's about right now you're right <laughs> she's a straighty she is jet is done my girl jet was done dirty though they that's really said right. you get to be 16 and basically die that way yeah lol <laughs> yeah i could have sworn lovely war was gay at first when i googled it the little headline said gay 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 i'm not even kidding hey baby <laughs> no i'm not finding it Am I hallucinating? See, it says... I actually almost want to read Lovely War by Julie Berry. You see, Lovely War is a World War One novel, and though I've had my moments... I don't know where to find this. Never mind. Maybe not Lovely War. Can't confirm. Your turn again. I'll just go. Oh, wait. Should we talk? Oh, I didn't give a description of what it's about. Yeah. I just talked about how good it is. Um... Rules of Magic is a prequel to Practical Magic by Alice Hoffman. Practical Magic, if you've seen the movie or you've read the book, it's about a uh, two siblings that are witches and then her daughters and the generation of their aunts and the magic in their family from the curse of their great ancestor, Maria Owens, who um, fell in love, got pregnant, and then was dumped by her baby daddy and quite literally was so bitter about it that she ruined her family line and no one's allowed to fall in love. But the whole point of all of the books and all the series is just that it's like it's worth loving and living no matter how short, no matter how brief, it's about the love itself, whether it's familiar or romantic. Practical Magic did a great job, but oh my god, did Rules of Magic fucking obliterate it. Like it just it it sits with you. It's about uh three siblings, Jet, Fanny, Franny, Franny. <laughs> Jet, Franny, Jet, Franny and Vincent and um just them growing up learning about magic um and those are the aunts in practical magic and uh it's it's just such a good book about love and loss and and it was so funny because before everything i was like okay whose daughters are these Mm -hmm. because i knew the daughter like the two aunts i was like so it has to be vincent's daughter and i was like okay he's sleeping with all these women i was like so who's the mom the fucking cousin the cousin threw me off yeah, they're. I mean, at least they're like a. They're like a little bit separated. They're not yeah, like, they were like cousins. Fourth cousins. cousins. It's just that the witch family, like the whole family, stays pretty tight knit. But they're they're far enough apart that like, it's all right. Still fucked up, but yeah, there is incest in this book that I don't like to think about that at all. <clears throat> <laughs> when he actually actually got to like go to San Francisco with William and play at the festival, I was like so happy. I was like, that's my baby. And then I, but I also knew I was like, it's too happy. It it is born so it, like if you've read Practical Magic or you've seen the movie you know Vincent is not there or mentioned ever yeah and then uh, 
pretty much as soon as the book opens, they're like, Benson gonna die. So. And he does, but he doesn't. <clears throat> it's, it's I'm dead, but I'm alive. <laughs> I'm alive, but I'm dead. That's literally Vincent. But it's 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 a good plot twist. Again, good gay little plot twist. <laughs> the book I want to mention, can you guess? Zanzibar, he's gay. <laughs> <laughs> Is You Are Right, The Phantom Stallion by Terry Farley. <laughs> I'm just kidding. There's no gay representation in there. Um... It's Last Night at the Telegraph Club by Melinda Lowe. Hey, hey. Um, One, gay. Two, Asian. Am I describing myself or the book? No one will know. I know. It's both. <laughs> <laughs> missed you guys so much. <laughs> I know, I missed you guys. Um, what is this book about? Chinese lesbian. For the longest time, I think we talked about it in our, in our episode. Butch. What? I said airplane butch. Last Night at the Telegraph Club by Melinda Lowe. Um, for the longest time, we ta- we kept calling it the Chinese lesbian, kind of like what we're doing right now with a one last stop. We keep Subway calling lesbian. it Subway lesbian. <laughs> we, should, we should stop calling um, Evelyn Hugo Evelyn Hugo. We should start calling it like Hollywood lesbian. Hollywood lesbian. <laughs> <laughs> but um, it takes place in San Francisco during the 1950s when uh, being gay, even in San Francisco, was illegal and very, very frowned upon. And it follows the story of Lily. Yes. Of a girl named Lily. Um, she's in high school. She might be like 15 or 16 years old, I she's think. She's a senior. Oh, 17, I guess. Um, and it just follows her life as she discovers like her sexuality and goes to these underground bars and clubs for gay people that are not supposed to be in existence. It's like prohibition but for sexuality and it's just very good very touching it's YA and it's one of the best YA books I've read that has this kind of representation because it's done very authentically I want to say um it's not too like glamorized or it's not like no one really gets physically hurt in it. it it doesn't thrive off of any of these characters suffering there is suffering that happens but they're able to move past it and move forward and i think that's very lovely it's it's very much coming of age without having to stunt the growth at the end to stop yeah, the story yeah, yeah. i think a lot of YA suffers from that where they think coming of age means well i have to get them to this age but then it has to stop for the mm-hmm. story to stop like somebody's got to die or like we have to like cement that they have grown through like pain and suffering and it's like this just feels like a good authentic story Mm -hmm. and it's just so sweet watching these two characters interact with each other and meet and become friends and then more than friends yeah me again yeah (laughs) a little me i guess i will go with side characters um yeah i'd love to hear this so the raven boys it's about a girl named Blue, and her mom is a psych- psychic. She actually lives in a whole household full of psychics. It's like these women that run this household, and they do tarot card readings, and they like read people's futures and stuff, and they're like actual psychics. Um, and then it's about this group of four boys that go to this all boys school. It's a private school, and she they're supposed to be like. Uh, it's it's a whole thing this school um but it's a very slow burn at the end because she starts going out this one boy in the first book and then but she um the whole premise is she's gonna kiss the boy she falls in love with and he's gonna die and um in the very beginning she sees one of the boys from the school but she's never met him before but she sees his spirit and that's how she knows he's gonna die within a year and she's like oh my god i'm supposed to fall in love with this boy she ends up going out with this boy's friend but she ends up, the whole series, she ends up falling in love with that boy. And then the boy she ends up going out, out in the beginning with, he falls in love with his friend, Ronan. So it's Ronan and Adam. And, like, Adam has, like, a very abusive household. And, like, <clears throat> I feel like the author could have done it. I don't want to, like, hate on the author. Because I really did love those books. It was very fun to read. Um, sh- there was a lot of stuff that happens. I don't want to say off screen because it's, like, not on screen. Yeah. Off yeah. page. It's, yeah. 
there's things that happen that you don't read, but it's implied later on. Okay. Like how it's um, very Greek. the one character, Ronan, like, pays for Adam to move out of his house. That's not explicitly stated, but it's, like, very in between the lines later on. And, like, how he sometimes stays there. And this is all before, like, Adam even realizes his feelings for Ronan. But then you can, like, the second book is in Ronan's point of view because he can um, take things out of dreams. This is Maggie Stiefvater yes. or whatever. Yeah. So she had that same issue with um, that wolf series. I can't remember the name that I was telling you I read. Shiver. Shiver. Where it's like things would happen and I'd be like, how, huh? Like, yeah, you have I to piece up, together uh-huh. things. Hmm. And like, I felt that was a little off-putting, but like, overall, throughout the books, it, it does give it justice. Because um, I saw a lot of things like a long time ago when I was looking into the books, they're like, oh, she's an awful writer and she's very homophobic and she doesn't give her, like, LGBTQ characters any, like, actual time. And I was like, okay, probably not gonna read that. But someone told me that's not true. And it's not. Like, they get their time. There's even, like, a sequel because Ronan pulls this girl out of his dream and she's, like, half goat. And they end up naming her Opal. And then there's a whole book of her, um... It's, like, a bonus book at the end of the series where it's, like, just in her point of view of her life. And, like, through it, it's a lot of, like, Adam and Ronan after they graduated high school and, like, how they're still together. And it's very nice. I love them. (laughs) But they're, like, side characters. Because the main couple is Gansey and Blue, which I also really loved them. I'm trying to find more books, but... I can go again. No, I (laughs) can't. Um... There's so many, like, now that you read. No, I know, I know. I'm trying to do ones that I, like, know are overlaps for us, um, but aren't overlaps for Nicole, so that Nicole, so it's, like, it's going, you're, like, you're the last one. It's, like, I'm squeezing out whatever Nicole doesn't have, and you're squeezing out whatever me and Nicole doesn't have, and then Nicole's just out here being... There's, like, a series of books I'm trying not to mention. There's a series of books I know you haven't read. I think I'm gonna go with Song of Achilles. Just get it out of that way. I was sending you another message, but you didn't get it. Was it Darker Shades? No. No, that was to me. Song of Achilles. Yeah! By Madeline Miller. Um, And just like, even though I haven't read it yet, I'm just going to put on the side Cersei. Wait, what? Oh, I was like, you have read Song of Achilles. No. Yeah, I haven't read Cersei yet. Heard it's lesbianic. Heard oh. it's sapphic. I want in. Um, But I, I haven't gotten around to it yet. It's, it's on the list. It's there. It's on my TBR for the last two fucking years because of Maya from... Mm-hmm. Um, she yeah, she her, loved she it. That's her favorite book. Yeah, I have it now. Uh, I have both. Song of Achilles is about it's a retelling of the Greek myth, uh, Achilles and his lover Patroclus. That's all you need to know. It will ruin your life. Period. It will strap you to the back of a chariot, drag you to the walls of Troy, <laughs> and drag your ass back. And it will not be sorry for it. Nope. And it will do it again. Fight 10,000 soldiers and a god <laughs> just to beat your ass. It's so fucking good, but it, to this day, hurts me to think about. I sobbed. Yeah. Sobbed. I've never... Okay, there's two books, and I say, I've said this before, and I'll say it again. There are only two books that have made me cry like that. Three, technically, because Evelyn Hugo, but like it was like a, it was cathartic by the end of the sobbing. Whereas with fucking... With Song of Achilles... And with Lonely Hearts Hotel. Those still make me feel hollowed out and empty when I think about them. Lonely Hearts not gay. But those two books, yeah. No, yeah, the first, like, I'm glad that we had such... Okay, I'm gonna say Last Summer was so good for us, reading-wise. Like, Ninth House has reignited that fire in me where I'm like, we were kind of reading, like, pretty lackluster books outside of, like, One Last Stop. We just didn't have, like, a good run. One Last Stop is literally so fun. Yeah, it was, but it was fun, but it's just, like, we haven't, uh, Ninth House even, although it was so fucking good, and, like, Six of Crows was good. Like, they're all good, but it's, like, they're, like, 9.9, and we just, last summer, we were just hitting 10, 10, 10, What did we read last summer? Fucking Evelyn Hugo. We read Magic, or... Uh, Rules, Rules of magic. magic. We read Evelyn Hugo. We read Vicious, which to me was like the most fun, action-filled romp like book. Still to fun. this yeah, day, it was really fun. So I, fun. I, I, I think truly we love in Darker Shades. Like to me, Vicious oh, and yeah. Ninth House are very similar in the sense that they're just like fucking good. They just go, go, go once they go, and they do not stop. <laughs> they, 
Did you yeah. hear it? They go, go, go. When did they go? <laughs> um, we also read... Uh, vampire book. Um, oh, shit. Yeah. Um, Grady Hendrix. The Southern <gasps> Book Club. Oh, by the Southern Book Club. We read that, which was so fucking good. Oh, we I can't read, wait for his new book. Um, God, what other ones? We, we read so many good books last year. Like, it's, hold on. I'm just going to literally. Well, me up. and you read Red Ryan Royal Blue. Oh, my God. For me, that was my first read through <laughs> of Captive Prince. Yeah, Captive Prince is like the first time reading Captive Prince is a feeling I've been chasing ever since. Like I constantly look up like books like Captive Prince, <laughs> and then I go through and I'm like, no, you're not him. <laughs> this is so funny. You can't replace him. Oh, hold on. I want to. I want to see if I can find any. I forget that it's only been a year since I read Captive Prince. Right? Doesn't it feel like a decade? <laughs> and how like many it... times have you read it in one year? Um, I've read book three four times. I've read book two three times, and I've read book one twice. Oh, oh my god. god. Okay, we read we read Darker Shades. Yep. We read the yeah. whole series. We read Lonely Hearts Hotel. Ugh. We read um. There's all my Captive Prince. <laughs> um, Addy. We read Addy last year. Oh, we read we That's read awful. fucking Addy yeah. Larue. We read, yeah, we just, we had a great fucking year. I will read Song of Achilles, I promise. I just need to, uh, I just need to suck it up. I read um, Foxhole Court, which is another one that I was going to bring up that you haven't read, that you haven't read. That's solely on me. I was going to say Darker Shades. All her gays just fucking be <laughs> I was going to say Darker Shades, uh, books one, two, and three, but primarily three, like Laura said earlier, because it's just you admit it and you're mine you take liberties with your prince oh our baby right that sign makes that's that line makes me go fucking feral i can't i can't control like I'm over know, yeah i know you realize now when i text you guys when i was, yes! on my chin, I was like i can't uh, take this <laughs> about fucking time alexis because i remember too when we kept saying it and alexis was like you guys love that line <laughs> no, you guys didn't say it to me though. I didn't know what the line was yet. You guys didn't tell me. Yeah, you... we're like that was uh, that was line. <laughs> Laura said you'll know, and then I texted her a screenshot highlighting it. Yeah. Yep. Yep. There it is. <laughs> <laughs> um, but a darker shade of magic, the whole trilogy we've never talked about before. So yes, we, we have. We, we've had no, several episodes. On we can trilogy. go in depth about it now. Just kidding. <laughs> we had like several episodes. We had a month. No, I know. On this one series, a month. It's called acting, guys. So I was being good. sarcastic. She's a How come she doesn't get thespian as much as I get English majored? I almost threw up. <laughs> okay. You yeah. Can Addie LaRue too. And Addie, that's another bisexual. Yay. Which I don't think we need to give you guys definitions, but if you do, it's they're both by V.E. Schwab. Uh, Darker Shades of is a trilogy about um, three Londons and uh, magic. Magic. Three. Three Londons. The bio yeah. Three. says three. Three Londons. Three Londons, right. and they fall in London, and they fall uh, in the several yeah. people that are left that can jump between those Londons, and the shenanigans that ensue. Addie Larue is about an immortal girl who is my bisexual icon. Baddie, Falls in love French with the darkness. Ding. She, uh... <laughs> French ding, is that what you said? Yeah. French little ding. Or not not falls in love with the darkness, but I mean, kinda. Well, she sells her soul yeah. to the darkness to be immortal because she refuses to be put into the role of a woman in the 1600s mm-hmm. in France. I still die when we were on the episode, when we were talking about the episode, and then you're like... Because when she's 22 and her parents are like, you're too old, you need to get married, and you're like, you're fucking crusty with 22-year-old <laughs> ovaries! <laughs> I was 22 when I said that, too. No, my, my favorite part in that episode is when me and Laura are talking about... We're... Yeah. What? Hello. Me and Laura Hi. are talking about Henry's book and how there's no author on the cover oh. of it. And we were like, man, I wish V.E. Schwab didn't put her name on the... It's yeah, not here. on the special edition that didn't have a name on it. It's not You guys here. literally own it. You own Henry's version. I know. It's I own so three cool. of the exact same copy of Addie LaRue. Hey, one of them signed. One is signed. Yeah. <laughs> I got that one today. I officially joined the girls in owning three copies. And I don't think I'll ever get rid of them. I think I'll own them forever. I know. I was like, I don't need two copies of one ISBN, but 
I do. Okay, Foxhole Court by Nora. I can't even say her last name, nor do I really want to give her the respect because I do not respect her. Jesus! For what she has. <laughs> God damn! For Hold what on, she has done with the characters afterwards. I genuinely think this author hates the characters. She has been asked about certain characters, and she's like, I don't know. Oh, the, I remember you talking about the. Okay, these. but I'd rather people say, I don't know, than go like J.K. Rowling. You can give. No, because it was like, there was this one female character on the team and they're like oh what does she do after she graduates and the said, i don't know you can just like make it you up. know your characters say what she majored in in college or something i don't know fucking make it up i have you a really to... really good idea she could be an english listen listen she could be an english major <laughs> also how the third book ends it's like there's so much more to it yeah and she said and she's not she, writing yeah it, right? she said she's like there's no more to the story what? And I'm like, I'm going to buy these fucking rights from you and write the next fucking book. And then she's also trying to say that the two main characters break up. And I'm like, I refuse. Because, so she doesn't know what oh. the girl majored in, but she knows the main characters broke up. Yeah, she's like, book. oh, eventually, like, eventually these three characters go to the Olympics for this made up sport that I made up. The two um, get, they don't get married, but they end up living together and have two cats. Eventually they're going to break up because they're both fucked up, which they are. They have a lot of trauma that they need to work out um she couldn't have just made them go to therapy but i'm also like i don't think that's even in character because they both have so much trauma that they don't trust people and once you find people you trust you're going to be uh, one of the characters is outrageously loyal like to a fault so he's not going to just like suddenly lose that loyalty yeah they'd at least person. be like close and second off like they both never even tried to be with anyone because of the trauma until they found each other and they like worked that out to be with each other they're not gonna just like throw that away yeah and i'm like Mm -hmm. you're you're fucking stupid with your characters fuck you i'm not gonna give you your fucking respect (laughs) like nora stagic or something but i do fucking love those books (laughs) although the editing is awful it's self-published it's super hard to get through i've like i've only read like the first few chapters of the first one it's really it's juicy but it's yeah i I, there's a point in the first book where i stopped and had to like Tell my friend, I was like, you have to tell me who the end game is for this or I'm going to fucking, I'm not going to finish it. Especially with these characters I don't care about. So she told me, I was like, okay, I'll finish it. And the romance didn't even happen until the third book. You have to get through all this trauma, all this, several characters dying before you even get to the romance. But it's pretty. Oh, I have a book. It's called, I talked about it a few episodes ago. Um, Matt, the, is it the? The Magic Fish by Trung Lee yes, Nguyen. Yes, 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 yes. When? I thought about that yesterday. One of... I, I don't know how it's pronounced, but it's a graphic novel, um, YA graphic novel, and it's about a boy trying to find a way to come out to his parents, and the way he does it is by telling them uh, fairy tales. So he reads fairy tales to them, and they piece it together. And that's how he comes out. And the end panel is his mother hugging him because he was so scared to come out to her. And she's like, I love you so much, son. It's so good. I don't own it. I borrowed it from someone, but I need it on my shelf. So I will be buying it. Your turn. This is so crazy and quirky of us. (laughs) But I'm going to mention a book I've read that I don't think anyone has ever heard of. On this podcast, (laughs) in this room. Captive Prince. What's that? It's by C.S. Paket. Park. Park it. Put it in park. Put it in park. Okay, did you see, speaking of. The cat. Did you see, um, okay, you probably didn't pay attention to this, but <laughs> Schwab, you know how she posts what she's going to be reading? Yeah. Dark Rise is on her month, her to read this month. It's like the second book on her list. So she has an art. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she has an art. And I got so mad. And I don't know why. I'm like, of course she would. Did but you? I'm s- like, even she has an intense <laughs> Did you see even that she gave Schwab as an arc? So, um, one day when I went into, uh, I there was a new table set up for a book called The Ones We're Meant to Find. I don't know if it's gay. I don't think it is but the cover was gorgeous and so i bought it and then i read the inside flap and i was like hell yeah i'm gonna fucking read this i was supposed to read it yes yesterday last month and i didn't um but she read it and remember when i said she yeah, yeah, only, she only rates yeah. yeah she only rates books if she gives it five stars and she gave that one five stars so i'm excited where do you see these ratings i follow her on goodreads i mean i do too but i never see her ratings oh i don't 
No. Because I've been, I'm like, I need to look out for dark rice. I don't know. <laughs> she's, she pops up. She doesn't pop up for me all the time, though, and she's always reading. Maybe it's because I had it on my, or I have it on my TBR, uh, and that's how I saw it, so I saw that connection. Yeah, because I saw on the things that she posted a little list, Dark Rise was, like, number two. Mm. And I was like... <gasps> yeah, but she gave it five stars, so I'm super pumped. Good shit. Because now I know it's going to be good. Okay, I'm done talking. Okay, go on. Captive Prince. Um, Captive Prince is a story. It's three books with four mini books. What are those called? Novellas. Uh... <laughs> Three big gay books with four gay little books. <laughs> and it's about two princes in warring kingdoms who fuck a lot. Um, I found this meme. Cause have you seen that? Like, oh, I'm dating. I'm deleting all my dating apps because I want to meet someone the old-fashioned way. And then it says something very specific. Yeah. I saw one time it says, deleting my dating apps because I want to meet someone the old-fashioned way. You kill my brother and I spend the next seven years training to kill you only to meet you. When you're sent to me as my slave, you prove that you're a noble, honest man, and I fall in love. And that's <laughs> the plot to <laughs> Captive Prince. Yeah. It's but a good the book, real, too. It's the so The real good. twist is when you find out that Damon, the main character, isn't even the Captive Prince. Stop! I just want to say, we've given you already such a good variety of gay. We gave you Wholesome Gay with the Big Fish story. What is it called? Magic Fish. Magic Fish. We gave you Horny Gay with Captive Prince. If you just want to see two lovers banging and then being emotional about it, really good option. Um, trigger warning, though, for like... <laughs> that was the trigger. Trigger warning for... <laughs> trigger. She probably wants to go to the bathroom. Trigger warning for Captive Prince, always. Sexual abuse. Rape. Sexual abuse. Rape. Very, very huge trigger warning for rape. Very... I cannot stress enough that if you are even slightly uncomfortable with rape being mentioned, incest, uh, pedophilia. Yeah. Um, so what I'm hearing is I will not be reading this. Yeah, no, it's, it's not that bad, but it's very prevalent. Does that make sense? It's important to the character development. It's not. Not important in a good way, important in a bad way. Anyways, next. Red, Ryan, Royal Blue by... Casey McQuin... Is it McQuiston? McQuiston? McQuiston. McQuiston. Red, white, royal, blue. The first son and the prince from England. Political rivals. They, like, hate each other at first, but then they have to pretend to be friends, so it's also, like, fake relationship. Enemies to lovers. Uh, Enemies to friends to lovers. So good. So cool. It's quirky. It's witty. It has a nice cast, because I also really love What's the main character's name? There's Henry and Alex. Alex and Alex's Nora sister and June. June. Nora and June. Those are the other two. Those are pretty names. She's named after June Carter Cash. Nora's Alex's twin. June. It, or is no. Nora the best friend? Nora is the vice president's granddaughter. She's the one that like Alex banged a lot, and they yeah were they used to date, yeah. and then but everyone's gay. I don't think June's gay. No, June's not gay. But but she's like gay rights. Yeah, she's very much an ally. She's gay like, rights. All my friends are gay. No Alex is bisexual. Ooh. And that leads into one last stop, which I'm not going to go into detail because we'll cause go. Are we um, going to go into detail with that one? Yeah, it was okay. our June book. Um, same author. Girl moves to New York, meets a girl on the subway. Realizes that she might be time traveling. But the whole entire cast is um, gay. Um, one of the roommates she is... She does have... Yeah, there. I did get to that moment where she's like, is this a woman stuck in time or something? Um, One of the... There's a drag queen named Annie Depressant. She lives across the hall. <laughs> Love that. Um, <clears throat> by day, he's an accountant named Isaiah. Her roommates are Myla... Nico and Wes. Wes is a twink. Uh, Wes and I. Wes and Isaiah are clearly in love, but they don't. They're not together, but it's like very cute because Wes is the type that the type of person's like, oh, um, he deserves like someone so great, and that's not me. And Isaiah's like, 
that's him, but, like, I'm going to let him work on his issues. Aww. And I always love him. And then Nico is trans, and Myla is his girlfriend. And it's such, a, like, a nice way because when, she, when the main character... August, when she first moves in, the flyer is like, oh, you have to be gay, you have to be queer, and you have to be okay with trans people. And she's like, cool, whatever, gonna go get this apartment. And it's not brought up again, and then she's, later on, she's looking at, um, pictures on the fridge of her roommates, and there's like, she sees Myla, and she's like, oh, it's a picture of Myla doing this, and there's this picture of Wes with his family that he doesn't talk to anymore, and then there's this picture of a little girl with a bow in her hair and she's like oh who's this and nico says oh that's me and then she's like oh okay and it's just completely moved on i love that and nico's also a psychic and he um reads august all the time like she can't hide anything yeah he knows everything. I, I think that's so fun and um august gets really really drunk at one point and she's like nico i have to ask you something when did you know and he's like oh when did i know that i was trans and she's like no that you were psychic. He's like, oh. He's like, that's never the first question people ask me. And she's like, yeah, when did you know you were psychic? <laughs> oh, I, and it's like such oh. a, like a non. It's like not a big Yeah, yeah deal. And it's just how it's handled. It's like you, you find out and you move on. Yeah. They don't make a whole show about yeah. it. Yeah. And literally every single character is gay. Because then there's also um, a Russian woman that works at this restaurant. And she's, like, thinks that this Russian woman is, like, very strict. And then you offend it that she's dating this line cook guy at the same restaurant. And he's a drag queen along with antidepressant. Mm. It's very good. It's just... And I'm they, excited. They, like, have big gay parties. It's very good LGBTQ yeah. rep- representation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because I feel like we haven't had any other books with, like, trans characters. No. Yeah, we haven't. Yep. Wow. I can't wait to continue reading it tonight because I'm pretty sure I it's am so fun. Chapter three, but the it's ugh. a very fast read. Like it's a pretty like decent sized book, but it's a yeah. fast read because it's like it's fun, it's fast paced, it's super conversational too. What yeah. I said yesterday because it reads like like your it's almost like if our podcast was just transcripted. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. how they talk. Mm-hmm. It's super fun, super casual, super real. I like it. And, like, every chapter starts with a, like, written-out social media post mm-hmm. of the girl from the subway, but it's, like, different time periods. There's, like, one from the 70s. There's one from 2010. It's one from 2015. Oh there's, like, some, like, Lost Connection ones. There's, like, a photo from a newspaper clipping, and it's, like, described what's in the photo. It's very good. Cool. You guys will really like it. I think I'm going to spend most of my day reading tomorrow. I have a fucking baby shower to go to drive by. That I, oh, I told you guys already. That I don't want to go to. <sighs> um, I'm also going to say some honorable mentions. Yeah. yeah. That we've met like that we've mentioned recently or before. Um What's the first one to Wayward Son? Carry on. Carry yeah. on. Gay. It just like a gay Harry Potter twist carry on by Rainbow Rowell. Um the other one I was going to mention. Six of Crows, we've mentioned, we're, that's going to be a book for us that we still haven't, have we recorded and released that already? Yeah. yeah. Six of Crows, uh, gay side characters. I heard they're coming out with Shadow Bone season two and they're expecting Wyland to be in that. He fucking better be. Ooh. That's my baby. Is House, <laughs> House in the Cerulean Sea, is that one gay? Yeah. Okay. It's marked LGBT and the quote on the front cover, I didn't see who wrote it, but it says, this is a great story. It feels like a Wrap, being wrapped in a big gay blanket and I was like LOL it's such a great quote I think I that's like, from Schwab <laughs> I was like who said this I was like looking around like Schwab <laughs> it's Schwab I do think it's really funny cause like when Schwab like it became big in like the book community that she was gay it's like she wrote gay characters so well that I was like surprised when I thought she was straight that she was able to replicate the feeling of like queer attractiveness so like authentically without making it like because lo- I feel like a yeah. lot of straight writers that are writing gay characters and they do like a pretty good job it usually comes off as like look gay 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 see I have representation like at the same time of like mm. them doing an okay job around being very loud about it That's but it's true. like and it's yeah. like and usually you Rainbow can tell Rowell. like huh Rainbow Rowell Rainbow Rowell <laughs> um, I'm just gonna go through the, so the, the Goodreads LGBT list 
Oh, please. Um, and I'm just going to read off. <laughs> Already someone might have read or want to read. Um, Aristotle and Dante discover the secrets of the oh, universe. Yeah. yeah. Simon versus up uh, by Benjamin Ali Raisins. Saints? I think so. Um, Simon versus the Homo sapiens agenda by mm-hmm. Becky Albertali. Albertali? Albertali. Um, Red, White, and Royal Blue by Casey McQuiston. Oh, it is McQuiston. McQuiston, you're right. Uh, the Song of Achilles by Madeline Miller. I do yeah. not know what this is. The Freshman Year Scoring the Goal by Adam Van Dyke. Have you ever heard of it? I've never mm-hmm. heard of that. It looks like YA. Uh, Carry On by Rainbow Rowell. The Gentleman's Guide to Vice and Virtue. I did not know. By Mackenzie Lee. I didn't know that was. I used to stock that all the time. I didn't know that was gay. Can you send me this list? Send me the link. Yeah. We're not going to talk about that. There is a big gay book we're going to skip because of pedophilia. And like that's saying a lot because I feel like we'll still mention things. Like we're not we're not very censorshipy, but it's just not worth it. Um, they both die at the end by Adam Silvera. Didn't oh, you read that? I did not read it, but dude, we have they both die at the end. Yeah, they both die at the end. Spoiler, but the store I don't know what the fuck happened. It's an old book, but we have like a hundred copies in store, and people are buying them. So yeah, it's I think it's because of Pride Month. A lot of people have been talking about it. No, again. even before Pride Month, this has been like on our it's, shelves. Huge. And the last like four months, fucking on everywhere. It's yeah, huge. I don't know. It's people. It's good a book. People I, like to suffer. Yeah, I plan on reading it, but I'm also like, I don't. I'm so, I'm so sick of being in pain. Same. But also, when I was like, we had such a good year last year, every book I mentioned hurt me so bad. So what's the truth? <laughs> Wait, how did you find this list? I was on Goodreads. Earlier. I just Google LGBT Goodreads. And oh then shit. I get a list. Uh, Will Grayson, Will Grayson by John Green. Didn't even know that was gay. Neither. I, I own didn't it. either. Oh, dang. Am I going to try to read that? I'll Give You the Sun by Jandy Nelson. Heartstopper by Alice Oseman. The Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo by Taylor Jenkins Reid. What If It's Us by Becky Albertalli. There she is again, a girl. Uh, the Miseducation of Cameron Post by Emily M. Danford, Danforth, which I've heard. I'm skipping a little bit. Captive Prince by C.S. McCann. <laughs> yeah, baby. <laughs> um... I'm just trying to see if there's any more that we are aware of. Oh, the Prince and the Dressmaker. That's the one that you said, Cassandra. Yeah. Um, a prince loves to wear dresses. Uh, there's a dressmaker that makes them specifically for the prince. The king doesn't like that the prince wears dresses. At the very end, they have a ball where all the men wear dresses. Is that the Prince <gasps> and Dressmaker by yes. Jen Wang? Would she be okay if I read it? Yeah. Do you think? Yeah. I want to read it. It'll, it'll take me like two hours. So it'll be fun. Um, I also want to mention... Fried green tomatoes at the Whistle Stop Cafe. I have Five, never read candy that. Flag. So two things. It was my favorite movie as a kid. Um, so good. I've always wanted to read the book. Still haven't because every time I started, I get too excited and I, I literally have to like take a break. <laughs> That's so cute. And so I've never been able to finish the book. But when we were on vacation, we were in like a random gas station in between the nothingness that is the bottom of Colorado and the top of New Mexico. Okay. There's like a stretch of like. I swear to God, that's of- like where all those cryptids are. Yeah. And there was nothing there. So we stop at this gas station. I've just woken up from a nap. I'm like frazzled. I got to piss. I'm running to the back of this gas station. Stop in my tracks because there's fucking books for sale in the back. Mm. And I'm like, whoa, yo, don't care how full my bladder is. Got to check this shit out. I'm looking at it. I'm looking at it. Pull out fried green tomatoes at the Whistle Stop Cafe. Pretty sure I already own a copy from like Goodwill or something. But like, I was like, oh, cool. It's like, it's a hardcover and it looked big and like nice. I open it up to check when it was printed because I'm like, this looks old as shit. And it's a hardcover of this book. It's a first edition. (gasps) And so I give it to James. Like you buy this shit while I pee. Oh my God, I'm so excited. I come out. The guy gave it to James for free because he's like, that old thing? Like, what? <laughs> That's so cool. <laughs> so fucking, yeah. So then I have a first, he's like, yeah, my manager just reads a lot and she just throws all of her books in there. I don't give a fuck. Like, Alexis, edition. that is so cool. First edition of Fried Green Wow. So I was very excited. Wow. Yeah. Happy Pride Month. Happy Pride. <laughs> no matter what J.K. Rowling says, Dumbledore is not written to be gay. I mean, he did look at those crocheting magazines in the one book. Isn't that pre pre when she made that announcement, though? Dumbledore's yeah. gay. Yeah. Spoiler alert. I haven't finished book two yet. <laughs> oh, it's never announced? Never mind. Is it like book five that he takes to Harry and they stop at that person's house and he starts reading the crocheting magazine? And it's like, 
J.K. Rowling, that's your idea of gay representation? Dumbledore's gay, make him read a crochet book. I also just wonder, because that's like, her whole thing was like, well, I didn't mention it, it wasn't necessary to like Harry's story or whatever. Finish what you're saying. I don't even remember where I left off. He wasn't meant to be gay. Oh yeah, he wasn't meant to be gay, and then she, just like the plumbing thing. (laughs) I think people were just like, why is there no gay wizards and she's like there is didn't you notice him reading a crocheting book <laughs> he's That's been gay exactly, all along yeah. i mean there the did she write the part where um his backstory i know it doesn't go along to his backstory but like how he was friends with grindelwald yeah was that written after she said that he was gay i think it was written after okay and that doesn't count because she because there's definitely like because from what I remember <laughs> is that she, there was nothing to even say anything about his sexuality or about anyone's sexuality. And then she's like, no, what? Dumbledore's gay. None of my main characters or none of the main trio is gay. But Dumbledore is kind of a side character. Let's make him gay. And now that I say he's gay, I'm going to try to make sh- sure that people know it. So he's going to read a crochet book and he's going to. The crocheting book was before because that was one of her proofs of like, didn't you notice he was reading a crochet book? It's in the subtext of the character. That is hilarious that she thinks but only I gay think people crochet. The whole like Grindelwald thing was after. Uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure that was after. But but he is gay then. She did yeah. like she Post, did yeah. she did follow up. She did follow yeah. through with it. And it's yeah. not explicitly said that he was in love with Grindelwald, but it's like it's pretty obvious. Well, with what she said, like yeah. one plus one equals two. Yeah. And I think in the prequels when you meet Grindelwald, I think they're supposed to be doing it, that they're together. I think that's it, though. Yeah, that's all the, the queer books I can think of. Catch us on Instagram, Twitter, LitBitchPod. Gmail, LitBitchPod at gmail.com. LitBitchPod.com. Um, next episode is <laughs> is our last... Uh, last one of season one. Of season one, which is insane. Because we... We always planned on having pretty long seasons. We knew we weren't going to have short season arcs because originally we weren't really planning on doing arcs. We were kind of just raw dogging it. Um, but now we are wrapping it before we tap it. We are taking several plan Bs and we're going to have a much more curated season two. We're still going to be present on Instagram. Yeah. We'll still be on social media. And, yeah. Social media in general. And, like uh, we'll probably be uploading Twitter. like snippets on TikTok and stuff. Yeah. But... But we won't be publishing for all of July. Correct. And then we will be back August 6th. With a 26-year-old Nicole? Yeah. Yeah. Nicole will... Gotta buy some health insurance. Butter's better. Okay, bye. Bye. We'll see you guys next week. Peace out.